Hello, everybody. Taylor Jones with iSchool Sports Network here, and it's time now for the Bobcat Baseball Review here on iSchool Sports Network. Going to take a look at the 2020 Woodland Bobcats baseball season, a season that was cut short due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Going to take a review of everything that happened in the 2020 season, and we're going to do that with the head coach of Woodland Baseball, Coach Lane Gay. Coach, uh, this time of year, I feel like we should be talking about postseason baseball and what's to come for the Bobcats, but unfortunately the season was cut short at only 10 games, and we don't really know what the postseason was going to be like for this year's team. But as always, it is a pleasure talking with you. Thanks for taking time out and talking with us today. Good afternoon. It's uh, great to get to talk to you again, Taylor. And, uh, you know, like you said, um, you just kind of wonder what that what that conversation might have been like if things were a little bit different. But, you know, we, we are blessed to be able to be at the point we are. So we do have positives to talk about. The most important thing during this whole thing is just ensuring the, uh, the safety of your family as well. I know that uh, you've got kids that are still going through school and you and your wife are both educators. So how are you dealing with uh, just the difference that you've had to go through here in the last month and a half or so? And is everybody nice and safe? Um, everyone is nice and safe. Um, our situation is probably very similar to a lot of people's situations at this point. Um, I do have two daughters that are college age. Uh, one of them's at in Auburn, one's in, at Southern Union, but both of them are at home right now. Um, they're actually in the midst of finals this week. Uh, my wife, being a second grade teacher, she's actively working daily with her online teaching and activities with her students and of course Callan my youngest child an eighth grader he's actively getting his schoolwork completed each day and um, I probably have the most flexible schedule out of all of those we I've had several virtual meetings with the principals across the county the other central office employees and off and on you know just taking on tasks to help complete the school year but things are going great. And you bring up your role in the education world, working it with the uh, central office. So just what was that like in the time where they said, okay, we're going to uh, prepare for school to be closed for probably two weeks or so right around spring break to the time where Governor Ivey said, okay, we're shutting it down for the rest of the year. So just what was that like just trying to get everything together and trying to make the best decision for everyone involved? You know, it was kind of a quick occurrence, um, as it was pretty much across the state and nation within that few-day period. You know, you, you knew there was a possibility of something big on the horizon, but as news started coming in from different outlets and through the State Department, you know, we started having conversations of what if. You know, what if we miss a few days of school, or what if we miss a few weeks of school? And so plans started being put in place by our leadership throughout the county and then it became like a roller coaster for a few days you know the influx of information just rapidly changed decision making at every level um, so you just kind of had to get on board and get your jobs done and try to do the best with uh, the best intentions in mind this is the bobcat baseball review from iSchool sports talking with the head coach of woodland baseball coach lane gay and this conversation, I'm sure, probably wasn't the easiest thing. You talk about uh, what you and everybody at the central office at uh, Randolph County Schools were doing, but then you move on to the second aspect of that, and that's having to deal with this as a baseball coach as well. So what was the timeline for you like between, okay, our last game is March the 13th, maybe we'll be back in a couple of weeks, maybe we won't, 
And then once it was announced that, you know, hey, school's going to be closed, that means all extracurriculars are going to be done for the year too. What was that conversation like with your team, especially with those seniors? Once the information started arising, you know, I immediately um, began to talk to them a little bit about it, but we were always focused on, on the positives. You know, I told them that change was probably going to be inevitable. Um, something down the road was probably going to change. You know, at first we thought it might be the playoff format may have changed back to a little bit of the old style where you take some of those three-game series, bump them down to a one-game series, those type of things. You know, when that conversation was going on, we thought, well, the decision might be made to just play your area games and drop the rest of those non-area contests, get your area games completed, and then play what you could until playoffs started. But, you know, within a 48-hour time period, all of that changed drastically. And, you know, I'd already had conversations with um, the other area coaches on a plan, you know, if we did get the opportunity to play. And the day that the season ended, we were actually scheduled to play an area contest against Ramblin. Um, and obviously that did not take place. But, you know, I did make them aware several days in advance. And I told them, you know, just take the most of these opportunities that we have left and play day by day, try to get better day by day. And we would take any, any positives from that and move forward. Looking at the season, it ended with uh, only 10 games being played at five and five record overall. You and I talked at the beginning of the season and you said that this team was a team that was hungry and they were ready to get together as a team. They picked each other up when the other one wasn't uh, uh, up to their potential. So with that being said, and, uh, with what you said at the beginning of the year, where did you see this team's potential being despite only playing 10 games and not able to get an area game in? I still really felt good about our situation as far as um, having an opportunity to break into the playoffs. Um, you know, there was still a lot of baseball to be played. And, you know, in a small school situation, you know, I try not to get let the kids get overwhelmed with that process because when you're in a small school situation, it only takes one injury, one detrimental aspect of the team, you know, and when you have to start relying on someone else or um, some focus takes that away from the ultimate goal, you know, you can be right back where you were day one. Um, but I did re feel really good about where we were. Um, we won some big ball games. Um, you know, one of those being a walk-off in the seventh inning, one of those being an extra inning ball game. Um, so some of those things that we talked about preseason, you and I, they were showing evidence that, you know, those pieces were in place. Now, if you look at our record and some of those losses, you'll say, well, what happened in those games to make those so lopsided? Well, those were those weak areas that you and I also talked about. We were still needing – a few people to step up in some key roles uh, pitching obviously one of those um, you know some days we were on and some days we were not on so much and that's what kind of made some of those other games so lopsided and yesterday the all-county teams were released and we'll you know talk a little bit about those players individually that made it six players from Woodland on the all-county team right behind Hanley's eight players for uh, the most in the county we've Got to talk about this guy first. I think Dalton Boland, he was a guy that was brought up a pretty good bit in that preseason interview that uh, you and I were talking about. And the Randolph leader had a pretty interesting quote about him saying that he had a player of the year type campaign. If they had given out a player of the year for a full season, he would have definitely been in the running. 
and you mentioned he was a starter since eighth grade and uh, one of the big things you said too was you know I felt like I'm repeating myself when we talk about okay who's going to be the key pitcher who's going to be the key batter who are some of the players we need to look out for and you said I felt like I'm repeating myself but Dalton Bowen is definitely at the top of the list uh, as a pitcher struck out 27 batters over 20 innings pitch only allowed nine earned runs he had some pretty good hitting performances as well including a walk-off single against Wadley and he had a two home run performance against Faith Christian so just you know would you say it was nice to, you know, see him kind of walk the walk as uh, you were talking him up during the preseason? Right. Um, you know, that was, that was my hope, that he would just continue and fall right in place where he ended last season. And for the most part, he had. Um, you know, I think I told you early in that early interview, you know, he had been in the leadoff spot of the lineup now basically for two years. You know, and I was questioning, do I leave him there or do I bump him down a spot or two? You know, but I left him, and his production was still, you know, still high. Um, and it's it's other coaches see it as well. You know, he just has the knack for the game, especially just the little things that add up to be big parts of the ball game. Um, you know, and I hear multiple coaches throughout the year, last year and this season. Um, there was one in particular this time. You know, he said, "Well, it took us." You know, after the night that bat, we finally got him out or finally got him to pop up or, you know, oh, no, here we've got to face him again with two runners on and they've got a chance to tie it up or take the lead. So, you know, you hear those other conversations from opposing coaches that kind of, you know, solidify your thoughts about Dalton. Um, but, you know, his performance was headed in a good direction. Another guy that kind of followed up a similar performance as Dalton Bowling is your sophomore, Eli Rollins. Uh, sophomore making the first team uh, he was a key batter and multiple times this season also had 14 strikeouts uh, this season so how much has he improved as a freshman and where do you see his potential going over the next two seasons that you have him um Eli's another one of those that you believe just truly has a love for the game um he's he and Dalton both are very quiet um you don't hear a lot out of them but when you look in their eyes and when you look at the way that they prepare during practice and especially on their own, um, they kind of pair up together in the off season and any opportunity they get, you know, to go throw, to go hit, um, you know, I'll drive by um, during the off season and you'll see them together and you know, and you know they're talking baseball. They're talking about what's next. Uh, but yeah, he had, I think it was a 464 average at the point the season ended and he ended up hitting in the th three, three spot in the lineup. And, you know, his production was exactly what I needed it to be. Um, you know, Dalton was hitting the leadoff spot. Um, Dale Robertson was hitting in the two spot, which Dale's on base percentage is, is really high. He draws a lot of walks along with the hits that he gets. And so when you look at our runs, those a lot of those runs came from Dalton and Dale being driven in by Eli that three spot. So that's exactly the, you, the way you want those three spots to work and put that pressure on the opposing team each time the lineup comes around. This is the Bobcat Baseball Review from iSchool Sports, talking with head coach of Woodland Bobcats baseball coach Lane Gay as we review the 2020 season for Bobcats baseball. A guy that didn't uh, – he didn't play last year, but he made his return this year and ended up making the uh, second team all-county was Brock Edwards. Uh, how do you feel like he did in his first year back? Um, I'm sure, you know, in your conversations with other head coaches, uh, boys sports, that 
Brock is involved in, you know, when you talk about his athletic demeanor, competitor comes to mind from at the forefront. Whatever he's doing during that game time, you know he's most of the time going to be all in. He's going to do whatever he can do, hustle-wise, effort-wise, ability-wise, to get his job done. Um, and, you know, him sitting out a year his sophomore year, you know, I don't know if it affected him his performance this time or not, but he was able to come back after that year off, um, became a starter in the outfield, and, you know, just – through hard work and just athletic ability, he's able to be a major contributor. So I was glad to see him back, and I hope, you know, we'll have him back next year for his senior campaign as well. We'll now talk about your seniors, Dale Robertson, Ethan Copeland, and Benji Whitmore. Dale was a first-team selection. Ethan and Benji a second-team selection. Benji, one of those players like Brock who had uh, taken multiple years off, actually, and he comes back in. Dale and Ethan a mainstay in this uh, Woodland uh, line up and out in the field as well. So just your thoughts on those three players and what they've meant to the program. Um, I think it was very important for all three of those to be a part of this year's team. Um, you know, Benji did take his sophomore and junior year off. Um, he had started for me a little bit. It's not great season at first base. Um, so, you know, I kind of felt that he probably – missed a little bit from his game in the beginning especially on the offensive side not seeing pitches for a couple of years might have affected him a little bit but I did put him in four spot a little bit early in the year to work from there because he still was a pretty good contact hitter and when he did hit the ball he hit it hard um, so I was glad to have him back he was solid for us at first base uh, he did get a little bit of time on the mound as well as a relief pitcher um, moving on to Ethan you know, he's been with me several years. Um, he's kind of that utility guy in the infield. You know, he may play a little bit of second base, a little bit of third base, and shortstop according to who's on the mound. And most of his mound action came in relief also. And he made great strides this year in that area. Um, his strikeout ratio as to numbers of batter's face was pretty high. Um, and, you know, so that kind of was real um, – beneficial to us when we would get in those late innings and that starting pitcher maybe get high in their pitch count I knew I had somebody that I could bring in for a good solid two to three innings and still give the opposing team's offense a challenge um, Dale you know he's he's been with me a long time um, he's been a starter behind home plate for you know most of his career um, this year he did split some time behind the plate and also in outfield because Eli Rollins was able to um, aid some in the catcher's position, you know, and Dale's just been solid for me. Um, he is a competitor also. Uh, I mentioned his own base percentage earlier. That's been high throughout his career at Woodland. So, you know, he was one of those that you knew that was going to battle a pitcher, take him deep in the count, and do the best he could do to get on base. And then with his speed, when he got on base, you know, he was always a threat to move around and get in that scoring position. Uh, recapping all the all-county selections, of course, that's uh, Dalton Bolin, Eli Rollins, Dale Robertson, your first-team selections, Ethan Copeland, Benji Whitmore, Brock Edwards, second-team selections. Were those uh, pretty good choices by the Randolph leader, you would think, of those six players that deserve that honor? I think it was. Um, you know, when, when you look at our team, you know, and you watch them play, you, it's obvious there's going to be some that you know that are going to be 
leadership roles and that can get the job done. But then as the season progresses, you always want to find one or two more that was unexpected. Um, and, you know, with those spots, probably you could say probably Brock was unexpected because he had had a year off. We didn't know what his uh, performance level was going to be. Then you look to Ethan. Yeah, he's played a lot of baseball, but he's never really been in that role of one of those where you knew that could be, you know, high in your um, stats. And then also Benji, just that senior leadership of an older athlete that has experienced big games in the past um, that, you know, can take some of those younger players under their wing and, you know, work with them and move them on so that they can have a productive future. So, you know, there's different roles that you look at. It's not just all about stats to me when you look at key players in a program. So I think they did a very good job of selecting them. So this is the Bobcat Baseball Review from iSchool Sports Network. Going to take a look now at uh, some of the other aspects of the season. We'll first start with pitching. We talked a lot about uh, Dalton, Eli, and uh, Ethan Copeland as well, getting some time on the mound, looking at uh, the big thing that stood out to me this year, 79 strikeouts to only 40 walks. Uh, Bowling getting the lead in innings pitched with 20. Uh, had a good mix of uh, – I think all all seniors uh, got a chance to pitch some this year. Have a couple of young guys mixed in as well. So just thoughts on how uh, pitching did this season. I was overall pleased. Um, obviously, a couple of those games that got away from us, um, we had pitchers that were in good situations. And, you know, those walks were low. Um but, you know, we might have a costly error here or a misplayed ball there or a pass ball or, you know, something happened that triggered a lengthy inning. And so, you know, if we had taken advantage and stayed out of some of those situations, um, the stats would even be much better than they are. Um, and obviously, if you take out one of those two big losses, you know, obviously the hits piled up in those and, um, probably the hit batters and the walks led to those um, larger margins of uh, defeat. But, you know, so I was very pleased with where we were at that point. I think our, um, you know, if we'd extended into the playoffs, I felt good as far as having about three to four guys that could step in and give solid number of innings, um, you know, it's, it's still a what if, you know, we don't really know. Uh, all of them would have had to stay healthy. You know, if you lose one or two of those key guys, now you're in a different scenario. But I was very pleased with all the work that they put in. Uh, Batting-wise, a few key performances this season, looking back at uh, just a handful of them. Uh, to open the year, a walk-off win against Randolph County, Jackson Lubler, able to hit that walk-off. Uh, he also had a pretty big game there in the uh, seventh inning of that wild game and. Widawi against Wadley, where he hit a triple and scored three runs. Uh, the four home run performance against Faith Christian, you know, just to name a few, Dalton getting a walk-off to beat Wadley. So just at the plate this year, how do you think your team did? Um, I think we were improving day by day there. Um, you know, I always talk to him on the offensive side not to get caught up in stats um, because, you know, hitting is a roller coaster ride on any level of baseball. Um, you hit those streaks where you're on, and then you're going to hit those valleys as well. But, you know, I always try to get them to focus on quality at bats. Have a job in mind when you step in that box of your approach on that day. 
if if contact is not good for you that day, that's when you need to focus on, hey, you know, take this guy deep in the count. Find a way to draw that walk, you know, find a way to move that runner over. And then those days where you're just seeing the ball really well and driving the baseball, I said, now is your opportunity to be the run producer today. Take advantage of when you've got those runners on base, get them across. And, you know, and I, I started seeing guys buying into that process of thinking about what is my job at this point in time during the game to have a quality at bat. This is the Bobcat Baseball Review from iSchool Sports. Uh, only losing a handful of seniors this year, but a lot of contributors coming back from underclassmen. Uh, your thoughts on the roster uh, looking ahead a couple of years and what they're able to do? Um, yes, obviously we are losing those three um, seniors that had starting roles. And, you know, once again, you talk about multiple positions um, because so many of them did play two or three roles on the team according to what day it was um, but obviously on that other end we do have six returning guys possibly that have some extensive playing experience not only this year but um, when you talk about people like Eli Rollins you know he got several starts under his belt last year as a freshman so his number of innings is piling up um, hopefully you no know, Brock will be returning for us so he's got extensive playing time other guys like Parker Woodham coming back after getting some playing time Mick Bailey was a solid starter for us in the outfield this time. So, you know, just getting more game time experience for them. Um, that's probably one of the disadvantages of this season being shortened and then not knowing if anything was going to be available during the summer to get any play dates or any more action for them during the summer. You know, that's probably probably the biggest ob obstacle that we'll see from this whole pandemic situation is just that loss of experience, that um, you know, they'll have to overcome in the future. But I'm excited about the one that's coming back. Um, there are others on the team that have um, contributed in smaller roles over the years that will have that opportunity to step in and be a, a starter for us in the coming season. Hey, Lou, we look forward to seeing how those players do, the ones coming back and the ones fighting for spots next season uh looking just looking back at the year only being able to play 10 games were there any key moments you felt was really special to the season do you just have any special memories that maybe we didn't get to see uh during the year um well obviously in game you know you got to look at the two walk-off situations um you know i was trying to think back over my career and during the two different time periods that i've coached you know has that ever happened in that shorter period of time for us as a Woodland baseball team? Have we had two walk-off wins, you know, that close together? And I couldn't remember one under my tenure, but I know we've had them in the past, but uh, being that close together. So those two moments were special, you know. Um, obviously, you know, every time we talked as a team, you know, we were always, you know, just talking about the opportunity. To me, you know, I always try to stress to any athlete, sports is an opportunity. Coaching is an opportunity. It's not a requirement. It's not a given. And you are blessed with this opportunity not only to compete, but also have an, a lasting impact on other people, whether it be teammates, whether it be your coaches, whether it be fans watching you, whether it be the softball team practicing on the hill up above you, you know, always just look at that opportunity that you have and make the best of it 
I said, some of you may in the future be coaching little league baseball. Some of you may coach high school baseball, you know, just make sure in this time and moment that whatever you're doing, whatever you're saying is building those positives to your role in the future. Um, and you know, I, I see some guys catching on to those thought processes, not just getting caught up into, Hey, this is a spring sport that we're playing. We've got 10 to 12 weeks here where we're going to practice and we're going to play and then it's going to be over. You know, I just try to get them to reflect on that opportunity to make it a lifetime experience. Uh, last question for you, Coach. We talk about the COVID-19 pandemic and what it was able to do to schools, and we mentioned the time that it was cut short, especially for those seniors. Um, just, you know, wanted to ask if you just had a message not only for your seniors, but every senior out there as they're having to uh, go through this difficult time and definitely something that was unexpected. Um, I guess I'll go back to something that came up about two years ago, I guess. I think I was asked to speak to a group at a prayer breakfast prior to a football game on a Friday morning a couple of years ago. And, you know, as I was preparing for that um, situation, I said, I want to come away from this with something that can be carried over to all aspects of life. And I can't take full credit for it because when I was studying for that morning, I came across some, you know, motivational things that had been passed on through some things that I'd read. And, you know, in this situation where there are high school senior on my team or anybody that's uh, been affected by this, you know, and I've talked to my team about this before, you know, control the controllables. There's things that are within our control and there's things that's not in our control when we talk about baseball you know you can't control the umpires you can't control the weather you can't control, control the field conditions you can't control the other other team's performance their preparation you can't control the fans but in any aspect of life there's three things that you can control your attitude your preparation and your effort and i use that you know in my other jobs as well when i'm working with newly hired teachers you know, I always talk about those three things with them. Always be prepared. No matter what the outlook is, always be prepared. Have the most positive attitude at that moment in time that you can have. And then give full effort. And whether it's with this situation with the pandemic of losing those games, not knowing what was expected in the future, you know, or whether it's 30 years down the road when you're faced with a crisis. Those three things you can control your attitude, your preparation, your effort. Wise words there from Coach Lane Gay. This is the Bobcat Baseball Review from iSchool Sports. Uh, it was just great. I know it's been probably a month and a half or so since the season has ended. It's just good to talk baseball again. I'm glad that uh, you were able to take time out and talk with us today, and uh, we hope you and your family stay safe during this. And hopefully we'll uh, bump into each other this summer down at the field house, which – well, hopefully be good news. Does that mean high school football will start right on schedule? Hopefully so. Um, once again, I appreciate everything that you do for not only our sports program here at Woodland, but just, you know, the whole community and fan base throughout the nation, because I know there's, you know, several people that are able to stay in touch with the Woodland community because of the work y'all do. So it's, it's greatly appreciated. That was Coach Lane Gay from Woodland High School, head coach of Bobcat Baseball here on the Bobcat Baseball Review. Coach, as always, thanks for taking time out and talk with us. We'll see you soon. Thanks, Taylor. See you.
This has been the Bobcat Baseball Review for My School Sports.